Community is kind of the buzzword of our time, isn't it? Everybody's got a community. We have the YouTube communities, and each creator has a community. We have the podcast communities. We have our Twitter community, our Instagram community, our Facebook community thing. Yeah, community is kind of the word of the day. Join my Patreon so you can be part of the community. Get community access. Well, we use that word a lot. Right now, I think we're seeing how it falls apart. So let's talk a little bit about redefining community on this episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset. and yeah, today we're going to talk about redefining community. And if you listened to yesterday's episode about strength, I think you know where this is going to go. Yeah, you at least might have a clue. You see, the problem that we have with community, and this goes back to Seth Godin's wonderful book, Tribes, is that tribes are defined by two things. One is collective interest, and the second one is often who's on the outside. It's about setting up delimina- lines of delineation that say we're the in-group, they're the out-group. And the stronger we define in an out-group, the stronger the community becomes. Now, in some ways, this can be really not harmful or problematic at all. In, in others, it can. We can see this in a way that's not overly harmful to society in the Star Trek Star Wars kerfuffle that happened for 20 some years and still to some degree raises its ugly head now, where fans of Star Trek are not fans of Star Wars and vice versa because we are the in group, they're the out group. <sighs> okay, fine. It's stupid because most of the people that I know that like Star Trek like Star Wars and vice versa, but it's not a universal rule. So, okay, but it's not worth fighting over. It's not worth arguing over, though people do. You see this in shipping wars all the time. Well, no, this is the (sighs) OTP. So we have to support it, not the others. If you support the others, then you're the villain, you're the bad guy, you're the bad person. And those groups do tend to rise out of our basic nature of, no, if I'm right, then I'm right, and therefore you must be wrong, and I really believe that I'm right. And in some respects, there is some truth to that. The problem is when this is taken to an extreme, when this is taken into things that really don't matter, but it's actualized in ways that do. This is the base core problem with the concepts of racism and sexism and homophobia and transphobia. It doesn't affect anyone outside the person what color their skin is what ethnicity they derive from, if that's even the right language there. 
what gender they identify as or present as, what sexuality they have, or who they have attraction for. In the vast majority of cases, none of this matters on a collective scale. And so why, why would we allow communities to be defined in this way? Now, I am not, I am not one of those people that says, well, why should LGBT people, LGBTQ people get together and organize by themselves or black people or Hispanics or Asians or Latinx people or what have you? Well, I understand having an affinity group. Affinity groups are not a bad thing. There are issues related to being LGBTQ, which I am, and so I'm going to speak to that more than any of the others because I, you know, have experience there. And we have experiences with media and society that are different from a, you know, cis heterosexual person. And so when we get together, we can talk about the, that shared experience and see how we might want to accomplish change. But we would not tell any cis-heterosexual person that they cannot attend those meetings or participate, because they're the very audience that we're there to talk about. In fact, the more allies we have, the stronger the community is, and well, the more likely we are to actually affect change. That's how this works. You know, affinity groups do naturally arise. They do. There are people with similar characteristics. The problem is when they are manufactured out of whole cloth. And there is a big difference between me identifying with my Irish heritage and me saying I'm white and should take pride in that. There is no culture of whiteness. There is no historical people group of whiteness. There's no mythology there. There's no history there. You can try to manufacture one, but there isn't one. And that's the difference that people really need to start understanding. When I hear people say, well, if it's all right to have a black pride or a gay pride, why can't we have white pride? Because there's no such thing as white people. There isn't. It's an invented term that doesn't have cultural relevance. You can have British pride or Scottish pride, or Irish pride, or what have you. And I do, I have a lot of it. I maybe have too much of it at times. But it's a different thing. I am taking pride in my cultural heritage and learning from my ancestors, how they saw the world, how they interacted with the world, what their history was with oppression and being a conquered people for over 800 years. And learning about my people has given me a lot of insight into my own family. And I can see, as I hear, as I've heard stories over time from those who came before me, how that heritage shaped those people on their way down to me. There's something to learn there about where I came from, where my roots are from, and thus identifying with my Irish community is not the same as 
trying to identify with some vague sense of whiteness, a term that was created to institutionalize slavery in the United States, which is a very tough thing that a lot of people don't want to talk about. And because a lot of us are mixed in this country, I, I can see the argument that you might want to come up with something. Well, then be American. You don't have to be white. You see, there's nothing special about the color of our skin. It's just the way we happen to be born. But my Irish pride doesn't teach me to hate British people or English people because of the sins of their forebears. That would be irrational. It would be doubly irrational for someone like me who is of um, Dutch, British, Scottish, and um, Irish lineage. I, I appear, looking at my family tree, to have more Irish in me, and it's the culture that I do have the most connection to of the ones that I am descended from. But it would be odd for me to hate and despise the group that I actually come from. In fact, it's odd to hate and despise any ethnicity, for that matter. Ethnicities are a collection of people who happen to share a language, a culture, sometimes a skin color, though you know, the American culture has a lot of variation in that, so does the British one. But to try to say that community should be based off of shallow indicators to the exclusion of others is a problem. See, I, I don't have a problem with men getting together to do manly things. You know, manly men doing manly things. Like soccer practice. But, if anybody got that joke, let me know. Um, <laughs> I know I just ruined it by pointing out that it was a joke, but... Uh, anyway. There's a difference between men getting together or women getting together, or trans people getting together, or non-binary people getting together for the sake of being together with other people who share their gender identity and gender presentation. There's a difference between that and trying to argue the superiority of one's gender. Because that's really the problem that we have with community and culture and ethnicity, and gender, and all of these socially constructed things that we have built for ourselves over the years. We try to tell ourselves, whether we are conscious of it or not, that my community is superior to others, because that means I am superior to others. It may help our ego, but it's illogical at the, its core. Anytime we try to elevate ourselves above others, we are making a huge mistake. We are all humans. We are all basically biologically the same. There are differences between us, and some have more talents than others, and we all have different talents. And uh, la 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 la, we can argue ad nauseum about those differences and those changes and all of those irrelevant things that just really don't matter. We're all human after all. And that's the core thing that all communities have to understand. Going back to my initial examples here, 
If you thought it was ridiculous when I said that there was a rift between Star Trek and Star Wars fans over who is superior or which fandom is superior or which franchise is superior, there really is no difference between that and arguing over which ethnicity or gender is superior. They're both socially constructed products that are being put forward and defined very rigidly so that we can always say no true Scotsman would ever, you know, would ever do anything wrong. Would they? Because as long as we can exclude the people that we don't like, we can do everything in our power to insist upon our own moral and maybe even some kind of ontological superiority. And the problem is, none of that exists. None of that is real. When you look at the arguments for white supremacy, they really don't make sense. Well, look at the advances that the West has made over other, other civilizations. Well, yeah, okay, but the exact opposite could be said during the Middle Ages, because Europe was the one being constantly ransacked by the Huns, by the Goths, the Visigoths, the Vandals. They were being constantly ransacked and beaten down and broken up and divided and killed and murdered and massacred, and then you have the Vikings and all that. Not to mention the own, their own internal wars and everything. So they were divided and conquered and broken. And at that period of time, we have the rise of the Islamic states, the caliphates of the South that preserved much of Western knowledge and added greatly to it in Arabia and Iran. We have the rise of the states in China and India, who actually gave us most of our modern mathematics. And then the tide turned, and things calmed down a bit in Europe, and things got more tumultuous in those other places, and the Europeans started conquering and beating the crap out of other people. And you know what? When a country is constantly under an invasion and occupation and colonial attack and slave raids, which, by the way, were a thing in Europe for a very long time until they were finally ended, you know, before that whole progress thing started, you know, that does seem to have something to say about how well a society can get on. If you're constantly worried about survival, it's hard to think in the abstract, isn't it? Mm. And that's what's been happening over the years. It's just history moving in various places at various times. And to argue that one is superior to another just because it's the one doing the colonization at any period of time, point in history, or it's the one that's had the longest amount of time to recover from the raping, pillaging, and colonization, that's an odd argument to try to make. So you're superior because your people were able to divide, conquer, destroy, and devastate another's community. Well, if somebody were to do that to your society, then it would also be in shambles. See, at its root, this whole idea that one culture, one ethnicity is superior to another is uh, rather weak and flimsy. And that's where our ideas of community really do fall apart. You see, I know the word has been 
taken to mean silly images on the internet, but memes are important. See, that's what's really fighting it out, is cultural ideas. And they fight out just like everything else. They're viruses that move around from mind to mind to mind to mind. And they're constantly changing. The Europeans of today would not be recognized by the Europeans of old. And to say otherwise is to really not understand our histories. We have changed. Our culture has changed. Our society has changed. Everything about us has changed from our moral outlook on the world to our definitions of who the in and out groups are. And while it is our unfortunate lot in life to take somebody and put them into the in group that were once in the out group and find a new out group to persecute, maybe one day we'll grow past that. But to see that as one, inevitable, or two, right or moral is extremely problematic for us as a society. We are a melting pot. We here in the United States are a community of diverse beauty. And it's that diversity that has always made us strong. The initial colonists here would not have survived if it wasn't for the native populations and tribes being so generous as to teach us how to live here. Because the old ways didn't work here. And we repaid their kindness with violence, as is our want to do. But it was that diversity that allowed us to make root here. It was that diversity that became our strength. It is not our weakness. E pluribus unum, it says on our money, it says in our national seal, from many one. And yes, I do know the history of that phrase and that it was originally meant to refer to the colonies and then later to the states, from many states, one nation. But it's as true when we look at our cultures that we come from and our population, from many one. We are one united voice, constantly seeking justice, compassion, and equilibrium. It swings back and forth over time. But it's only because we allow ourselves to forget the lessons of our history. That we are one people. When we rise, we rise together. When we fall, we fall together. And until we start to define our communities without borders like that, and to understand that everything else is merely an affinity group that's no better than a fandom forum on Reddit. We won't get anywhere. I have a lot of pride in my Irish heritage. I'm really curious about my Dutch heritage, and I'm wanting to look into it. But I don't believe that either is superior. Because they are who I am. We are a melting pot, not just as a nation with many cultures mixing into each other, but individually. If we want to talk about blood, our blood is from all over the world. All over the world. I have ancestors who were Vikings, and I know that from tracing my history back. I have ancestors that crossed 
over with with William the Conqueror. We all come from somewhere, and we're all going into the future together. And that's what we have to learn together. All this other stuff is petty and doesn't matter, and we need to let it go. Don't take it, don't take it so seriously. I hope that made sense. <laughs> I really do spend a lot of time thinking about how to word this, and this is, at least in this draft, the best I've been able to come up with it. I would love to know what you think. Down in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean. I would love to hear from you. While you're there, oh, well, before we get into that, if you would rather hit me up on social media, I am C.E. Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram, and you can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. While you're down in those show notes, if you happen to have a dollar you can pass my way, you can either sign up with the listener support or through my Patreon. Listener support is exclusively for this podcast and helps out this podcast to keep going and moving on into the future. The Patreon is supports everything that I do, including my writing, and there are some per- perks there that you might be interested in. Thank you to everybody who does that. It really does mean the world to me. It really does. And uh, if you're interested, check it out. And if you don't see a perk there that you're interested in, let me know, because I'm always curious about what the perks should be. If you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like giving, that's perfectly all right. But don't forget, sharing the work that I do with others really does help out a lot. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this has been helpful. And until next time, stay well, stay safe, and don't forget to have the fun. Bye.